0: Welcome to the Homebrew Magic podcast. My name is Nelson and with me tonight are the, my only two friends in the entire world, <laughs> Chanel and Teach. <Teej>. Wow. How are you guys up? I I'm glad you said our names. How How are you guys up to, I, tonight? Are, like, guys up to tonight? My only I two
1: friends, <laughs> Bill and
2: David. Oh
1: shit, Chanel, are you here? <laughs> the wrong podcast. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, oh, I'm doing it wrong yeah. again.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh shit. How are you guys doing? Uh, Long weekend. I'm doing okay. Yeah.
2: What grunting, a hive
1: mind! Grunting but, is yeah. the
2: correct response.
0: <laughs> it has been one of those Just weeks.
2: Tej and I, ah, uh, in in fucking stereo. Uh, I'm sure. Just uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's so <laughs> much yeah. testosterone this podcast st- right now. Where do I start with? What have I
0: been up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. yeah. So on that note, let's start there. Uh, <laughs> Tej, what have you been up to?
1: Uh we recorded what like a week ago. Yeah. Like this is this is one of the rare times when we've actually done it uh, uh a week after another recording. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that yeah. we that's we fun. technically recorded last month. That is <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Hey. Got him.
2: Got him semantics. Got him. <laughs> that's what I'm here for.
1: So. that's True. Um so honestly within the week I haven't done terribly much uh magic related um I built, my, I built my Mutate deck, but I have yet to actually try it out. Uh, I've been trying to get some games going uh, without the past week, but one of my friends just keeps on bailing, and he just will never commit to playing a game with us. So it's just been really hard to test this deck. Is it one um, of
2: your only two friends in the world?
1: <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh. <laughs> I have, like, a million friends. <laughs>
3: Okay.
1: okay. Ah. <laughs> um. But yeah, honestly, uh, so I haven't actually played it yet. Um. Oh, I did. This happened. Um, my good friend Schnell, uh, yep. uh was lucky enough uh, to find me all the comic book style mutate cards that I wanted. Um, which is really cool. So every Mutate card in the deck uh, that has one of the, the Showcase comic book styles, uh, it's in there. I think there's only two that came in the Commander set that don't have the Showcase cards to go with them because they just don't exist. So I have a Showcase card for every card that uh, I, I, I would have needed one for, and that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and you say lucky enough mainly, to,
2: I say open to eight boxes worth. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which is pretty lucky. I haven't opened eight boxes of magic recently. <laughs> sad, okay, I,
2: I guess that's pretty so, lucky, yeah. I live a pretty blessed life yeah. magical, magic-wise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hashtag do, blessed. <laughs> um, so so uh, I got the deck thrown together, and I haven't been able to test it yet, so naturally I've just been thinking about it and then double- uh, 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 second guessing choices that I've made and and do I change it now or do I play with it now and I've actually once or twice had to talk myself out of sitting down and taking it apart I want to play with it the way I have it built now and just see what ends up working and what doesn't so um, other than that I've been looking forward to uh, 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 this announcement thing uh, that uh, was supposed to happen today and actually did happen today um, I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point as well uh because um i have thoughts on something um but anyway uh that's uh pretty much been it for me um still excited to play this new deck uh i just hopefully uh uh can sit down with 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 uh my two good friends um um i was gonna say something hilarious and i forgot what it is so i'm gonna (laughs) pass the torch okay
0: that sounds good what (laughs) have you been up to chanel
2: Uh, Well, I've got pretty much all of my Ikoria singles now sorted. Um, I've been in the process, the sad, sad process of closing down my brick and mortar uh, amongst all the COVID and all this other, you know, crap that's going on worldwide. Uh, It is unfortunately the best decision to make right now is just suspend all brick and mortar stuff. Uh, I'm still doing deliveries for people. I just dropped off a box of Ikoria and my last buy a box promo uh, yesterday. And the dude made the comment of how glad he was that there is a magic delivery system now within the county. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, yeah, I just made a joke to somebody at work. He's like, yeah, I got to go home and meet a guy about some cards. <laughs> it's just like, "Oh yeah. <laughs> So figuring out some uh, some odds and ends for that, you know, local magic delivery system, and finding some good uh, some protocols to make sure that everyone's happy, everyone's taken care of, but uh, moving an entire store's worth of product into your own house is a pain in the ass. Uh, a vending machine nearly uh, it. I, I don't want to say it nearly killed my wife. Because it didn't fall onto her, <laughs> but she fell into a gutted candy vending machine in a U-Haul truck, and she bruised That's, her arm up pretty that bad. Brutal. She did not tell me about it because of how embarrassing Ooh. it was until the next day. <laughs> I'm just like, "What did you do?" And she's like, "I fell in the truck." I'm like, oh great. Uh, but yeah, moving that much stuff, and then uh, I was doing a an inventory check. I have, right now, after uh, yesterday's sales and the stuff I pulled aside, because I found even more in the house now, uh, I have 73 boxes of magic cards. Like, full sealed booster boxes. I have a dozen Ikoria fat packs, and it's just all stacked in my sunroom, and it's ridiculous. I have to, like... I'm I'm living an episode of Hoarders right now, but if the Hoarder was interesting... (laughs) Because of all the games and cards,
0: <laughs> how, how did you how did you put it to us uh, the other day? We are gonna we we're gonna be able to draft until we puke. That, oh yeah, yeah, drafting until we puke is pretty much because again there are three of us.
2: <laughs> if we can find a fourth and do a draft with no prizes, uh, that's that's like a hundred and sixty drafts based on what I had. Whoa, plus whoa. I have two I have two cubes as well uh, between a Theros original Theros cube that Ooh. a customer put together using all of my store cards, just <clears throat> grabbing stuff from the store and going, Hey, this is for you to use, so I'm not just stealing stuff, but I am just taking stuff. I'm like, okay. Uh, and I have my Unstable Cube, which I absolutely love playing. It is so much fun.
0: Oh, I forgot about that thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never played with that cube. I, I want to do that. That'll <laughs> I, be fun.
2: I, I love just the intense process of having to put together the quote-unquote boosters from the cube, including the stupid contraptions.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, it's great. And I think I'm only missing... I should just order them online now. Uh, I think I'm only missing three cards to have the minimum one of every single rare and Mythic. The problem is uh, the very cryptic commands. There are seven of them, I believe. And I'm missing one That's of those right. and one of the everythingamajigs. Okay. I just have to figure out which everything I'm missing, and fill that in. But yeah, I I want to have, and I've started talking uh, to several other uh, people as well. Basically, without the brick and mortar for the meantime, we want to do like a floating draft night, like a floating poker game, where once oh, things that's are awesome. yeah, where once things are like good to go as far as like social get-togethers, uh, we will just start showing up at people's houses with a. Box or two of magic and some land and just, you know, drink and draft.
1: So, uh, uh, I'm gonna back us up here a little bit. Did you say that you have enough for all of us to draft until we puke, but you, Mr. I-have-a-board-game-in-my-store aren't gonna offer us prize support?
2: I said if we didn't... Okay, we could draft for just using my stuff and then I'll just sell the singles online afterwards. If you want to pay me to play games with me, that is a service i can offer as well
1: i uh was kidding and i already paid to be your friend i thought the playing of the (laughs) games was included
3: uh i didn't send out i did not send out
2: friendship (laughs) subscription invoices this month so (laughs) right now legally no one is my friend (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are no binding there are no binding paid up contracts as of as of right now. Oh I was god.
1: hoping you forget. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. And I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm going to say it again for the benefit of anyone who's listening and uh I I had a pickup scheduled at the store and I like I forget the constant interaction that I have with people when I'm behind the counter and there are some people especially in today's climate that have political opinions and i realized that i don't agree with everyone's political views i know it's shocking and without getting into too much detail i i figured out the other day that with the amount of time somebody spent in the store voicing their political opinions picking up product from me uh, i can charge realistically fifty dollars a minute to just passively nod and make noncommittal grunting noises in response <laughs> to people just spewing political stuff at me so i figured out a going rate based on based on purchase prices
0: that's, that's not 50 50 bucks it's not not bad
2: yeah he he got three whole minutes worth there's a lot of stuff he picked up
0: that's a lot of money
2: <laughs> that is a lot of <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah well yeah mm. oh. Uh. (laughs) Uh.
2: so yes that's what it costs to be my friend (laughs) $50 a minute $50 a minute and I will non-committally agree or grunt along with whatever crazy political conspiracy theory you may have
0: it's weird your Craigslist ad is a lot sexier than that but
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's also $25 more an hour for what I do there Ah, that's that's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> Speaking of things I do for money, uh the 3D printing. Did we did we come to a uh
1: Oh blah, 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 blah. decision
2: work Whoa whoa T do you have some uh so you drowning? <laughs>
1: it sounds oh, like it. I was I was mimicking what you do for money.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> I drown for money, children who yep. listen to this podcast.
3: <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> Uh, we, did. we did, we did, we did. Okay, and I I reached out this morning. I've got everyone's address, so I'll uh, send that to you. Cool, and then we can get it sent out to them. Yeah, um, I will
2: as somebody because somebody asked on the uh, Facebook page, they tagged me, so I actually saw and could respond. Uh, I will be uh, tweaking the dice as well a little bit yet. Uh, printing off some more, you know, prototypes and other stuff. But when I'm get when I get to the point where I am like done and happy with them, I will be sharing the STL file, probably through Thingiverse, linked through our social media presence, so that those of you who have your own 3D printers can just go, yeah, cool, I'll try Chanel's weird uh, crystalline dice, crystalline gold. Pretty nice dice.
0: of you. Yeah, yeah, open source, baby. I yeah.
2: like it. Like Very I'm cool. all f- I'm all for, you know, charging people to print stuff, you know. But if they have their own printers and just want the information, yeah, it's information. Info- you shouldn't charge for information. And I'll tell you that. No, just for charge $50 to be $50 a friend. an hour.
0: Yeah. let <laughs> <laughs> was charge to be my friend instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. 50 dollars like a it. minute. I'm not an hour. Yeah, oh god, your prices are
2: suddenly bottoming up. <laughs> Some of us are recently unemployed, <laughs> so. Oof, yeah. Oof. It's not that serious. You don't have to oof me.
0: <laughs> no, I know. I just, uh, <laughs> I, I forgot, I forgot <laughs> to tell you. Um, it was like, I don't know, maybe 3 o'clock this afternoon. I, I threw my phone um, on my bed before, so I have no idea what time it actually came in. But Ray sent me a message this afternoon. Like, he's already depressed, man. Um. <laughs> And I know he listens to this podcast, so hi Ray. Uh, but he was he was bumming out already today. He's like, man, I can't believe the store's gone. So well, hopefully yeah. it's not
2: forever, forever. Plus, Ray's gonna get uh, a li- little gift back mm-hmm. for me anyway because Ray, Ray helped out uh, early on in the development of this store. So with some of those piles and piles of sealed product that I have now taking up my spare bedroom and basement, and closets <laughs> and garage. I might, I might just be donating a little bit here and there to to a few friends to uh, help clear out the space and to show my appreciation. But mostly, I just need it out of my house. <laughs> mostly,
0: it has nothing to do with any of you. I just need the shit gone. <laughs> yeah, just, you,
2: my my wife is very very supportive, but oh my <laughs> god, is she getting fed up? With just boxes say, her, of games her, everywhere,
0: her patience only goes
2: so long. <laughs> how many how many shelves of games do, does the normal person have in their house? Is it not eight just for open copies of things, and then more in the
0: basement? <laughs> You, well, you haven't collapsed through the second floor into the first floor or even down to the basement yet, have you? Like the one shelf that fell apart oh under the crushing God. weight of your that collection? Was, that, was, that was scary. I know we've talked about that and before And I've on had show. flashbacks <laughs> of that. No, uh,
2: the current shelving setup is very, very secure. I do have a stack, though, of 3,200-count boxes full of cards. That's 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. That's 10 high, and I won't go any higher because... <laughs> I That's am taking your life into your own hands at that. Yeah, point. like I don't like this. I don't. I don't know how to like deal with that. With somebody finding me crushed to death under cards, or worse, I was forced to survive for seventy-two hours trapped underneath a pile of magic cards, and I had to do horrible <laughs> things to
0: survive. <laughs> and gnaw off your own arm. <laughs> yeah,
2: I had to eat so many basic lands. <laughs> Shitting mana for months.
0: Oh God, I've been there
3: before.
1: <laughs> talk Pugs about mana tapped.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you been up to anything else, or uh, is that about it? Oh, uh,
2: one of the things that I actually wanted to talk to you more magic related, as far as actual playing. I also have Time been out, friend. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. It's uh, I got to duck out because my parents are here.
2: Tell your mom I say hi. She'll know what it means.
0: <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? Oh, I will, uh... no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
2: Yeah. Um, no, uh, I too have built a mutate deck. Uh, from the, the personal magic that I've uh, bought from myself, which is always awkward to explain to people that if you own a business, yes, you legally own all the stuff, but you still have to pay for all the stuff. Um, anyway... Uh, I pulled a uh, King Ghidorah. So I also built a mutate deck around him. And I am super excited to to play test it more. I've been I've been goldfishing it for a while, just you know, drawing hands, playing against the void, and seeing how it runs. And I I started the deck construction a little bit differently than I normally do. I usually excuse me. I usually allocate about 40 spots for land and mana and those land slots will always get taken up by artifact you know artifacts like soul ring and now arcane signet and all this other stuff um but this time i started with like 30 lands and then added artifacts to that and the mana base is a little weird right now, but it's been running more and more consistently with the addition. Because a lot of the deck um, focuses on stacking the top cards of my deck, or looking at you know, mm. looking and seeing what's coming, or discarding stuff. Because uh, King Ghidorah is actually, uh, what the hell's his real name? Anyway, when he comes into play, you reveal cards off the top of your library mm. if you hit it, or when you hit a non-land. Permanent, uh, you can put it into play or put it in your hand. So he cheats stuff into play, and I'm trying to maximize the cheating with his mutate trigger so that I'm stacking the deck for something really, really cool, cheating that into play. Um, I also have a sub-theme of cloning whatever my big mutate pile is. So for four <laughs> mana, nice. I get to double up on all the other crazy crap that my you know single commander creature can do. Um and yeah, very very excited to play it. But what are you using for library manipulation? Um, actually, here we'll just pause for like two seconds. I'll grab the deck. Okay, and I am back with King Ghidorah. Actually, nice. it's, it's Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos, but I just call him King Ghidorah. So he is actually uh, Il Juana Apex of Wishes, uh, six six flying trampler. Uh, whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent. Put that card onto the battlefield or into your hand. So going through uh, for deck manipulation, uh, brainstorm, draw cards, put them back in any, or uh, put some stuff back nice. in any order. Um, <laughs> this is this is one of the. I feel really bad because there are better Magic players out there with much much worse cards. I am a bad Magic player. With a lot of really, really good and expensive cards, because I've been I've been bad at Magic, but I've been mad, bad at Magic for like twenty years now, so I've just accumulated <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh, Don't field, sell
0: yourself, sure. Yeah,
2: Field of Dreams, which is like an eighty dollar. It's an Enchant World for one blue. The top card of each player's library is always face up, so I can see what's coming and choose when to uh, mutate Ghidorah out there uh That's Vi- cool. vivian monsters advocate lets you uh look at the top card of your library at oh, any okay. time. so it's yeah it's it's like half manipulation half just seeing what's out there uh
0: telling time are you are you using like um like scroll rack or uh <laughs> divining <laughs> yes. top I, uh masterpiece
2: scroll rack because i just traded for one <laughs> Uh, nice. Pre- preordain, we got in there. Nope, I got both the monuments. Or uh, actually, I have I have all three of the monuments in my appropriate colors. That was one of the other things about the like mana ramp or cost reduction argument that I think Tej and I had a while back. But whether one's I know one's better than the other, but I don't consider cost reduction to be mana ramp specifically as far as slots in a deck that should be taken up. Uh, worldly Tutor for uh, deck manipulation. Ramp, ramp, ramp. <laughs> Ristic study, because that's another card that I have a small pile of that turns out to be nothing but, you know, twenty dollar bills now. Uh Soothsang. <laughs> Soothsang was just reprinted in uh in Mystery Boosters. Yeah, so... mooster,
0: Mystery Mooster 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 Booster. <laughs> Yeah, I was really happy to see "Soothsaying" get a reprint.
2: Yeah, and if you don't, I uh, don't know what that is. It was originally in Mercadian Masks. It is an enchantment for one blue. You can pay three and two blue, so a total of five, to shuffle your library, or X to look at the top X cards of your library and put them back in any order. So that I I threw that in there as soon as I found it going through stuff, just because being able to rearrange the deck or dig so deep. For one blue, if that's in my opening hand, if I can cast that for one, or like right away, I will do that even if the rest of the hand is questionable, because I can start manipulating so that I can draw exactly what I need. Uh, Anticipate. We got in there. Portent. We have read the portent. Oh, nice. Um, (laughs) Mana Wars out here, because I always just. I always forget that Mana War is just a fantastic creature to you know pop out into any situation, and yeah, he is dealing with dealing with stuff and having answers in the form of a body, especially a three drop is pretty low. Uh, but being able to have mutate targets in this deck was also important. Uh, Sage Owl, a one one flyer for two. Whenever Sage Owl or when Sage Owl comes into play, look at the top four cards of your library, put them back in any order.
0: God, I forgot about that card.
2: Yeah, I... That's a, I, I like that card, especially for what you're trying to do in that deck. So right now, just with the ones I pulled out, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, I've got 11 cards right here to let me know what's coming so that I can cheat with Ghidorah. This, I like that. I think... Uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I cut to Skyshroud Elite, which should now be in every like a one of in almost every single EDH deck that has green, because it is a one-one elf for one, and it gets plus one plus two as long as any opponent controls any non-basic lands. So a two-three for one, that's almost guaranteed in EDH. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Um, what I was gonna say is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in some of the some of the feedback we were getting when we were having people uh comment online to enter the the giveaway for the icoria uh counters that you're printing off um was that uh was that they want to uh, or they enjoy the episodes where uh you know we go in depth and do like uh like deck techs and stuff so we'll have to do some more for our edh stuff um especially since everybody's getting really excited to to build different stuff, and I think it'd be interesting to see the differences uh, between the Mutate decks that, like, you built and Teach built. I was I just going to say, the fact that we the, both the, have
2: the same theme to see how different our builds are in the end, like, that would be an excellent yeah, analysis. I
0: think, yep, I agree. I think we should do, like, a deck tech for each, a deck tech for each, and then talk about them um, in a third, and kind of, you know, uh, compare, contrast, and, and analyze that way. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Plus, I have...
2: Uh, somewhere in the area of probably like 50 or 60 EDH decks that I've built over the years, I would would be more than happy to do like one or two a week for just side deck tech things that we can uh, sneak out and then have, you know, people comment or... I'll post the deck lists to uh, Archideck and we can link that as well. That way, people can make suggestions yeah. or go, "Oh, I didn't think of that." Because my deck building strategy, I feel, is a little bit different than most of like the customers I deal with. Just because they will they will go on uh, the Gatherer or Deck Builder or archideck or one of those, and they will search for very specific things. I, on the other hand having access to uh, cr- there yeah about a half a million cards in my house right now I will just grab <laughs> boxes of unsorted things and start rifling through and just find random stuff that like I wouldn't ne- I would never have searched out some of these cards for these decks but because I found them I went oh yeah that's not technically what I'm looking for but that'll that'll really help. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say, well, and that's... <laughs> by force, every time I find by force, I, I always go, yeah, I should put that in an EDH deck. So, as I've been upgrading and redoing, and if you don't know, by force is from Amonkhet, it is 1 red and X sorcery. Destroy X target artifacts. It is some of the that... best, like, not quite mass removal. But it is so good in EDH to just go. Uh, who all has soul rings out? Cool. I'm gonna pop your soul ring, your soul ring, your soul ring, and then I don't know. I guess your artifact, you know, in the back there that's keeping everything tapped down.
0: Yeah, it's that's super awesome in EDH when people are just running tons of artifacts for all different reasons. And it's funny that you should say that. You know, you've just been kind of uh, you know instead of going to. EDH or somewhere else and saying, okay, I want to see what the... You know, most played cards with such and such commander are to just kind of say, "Oh, I kind of want to figure out a way to use this card because the the deck I'm building now or will be building over the next couple of months, since we're buying a house and I can't just spend gobs of money on Magic <laughs> right now." Um, <clears throat> I was I was going through my cards and I was like, "God, I really want to make crank work in EDH because Mill is really fun, and I just want to find a way to like make this work." So I was thinking about it and I was like, "Oh, I've also always wanted to play." like a mogus deck because i think he'd just be fun so i decided i was going to take the idea of mogus and Mindcrank together uh and come up with this deck and i know quite a while ago i shared with you like one of the early lists i was working for or working off with this deck and it actually has zero creatures in it and it's like oh, wow really heavy it's really heavy on enchantments um and and removal and then also like tutoring stuff but um Essentially, there's there's things like Furnace of Wrath, but then there's constant Edict effects where my opponents are always sacrificing creatures. Uh, and if they don't have creatures to sacrifice, then Mogus is hitting them for two and then Mindcrank is making them um, um, mill themselves I mean, for at least yeah. two. Uh, and it's it's interesting, once I've once I've got it done and I've got it built, um, you know, I'll share that list too. But I, I think that'd be, it'll, that'll would be be a lot of fun um, when it's done. And I've got ways in there of, like, protecting myself or trying to as long as I can get to it with, like, crawl space and other things. Uh, damping sphere, other ways to kind of limit what can get through to attack me. Um, but it's it's really cool. It's completely <laughs> the, the, different the than anything fort, I've ever
2: built. The pillow or, fort build, that's always so annoying.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Essentially, that's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. It's a pillow fort that just goes for i mean it's got burning earth burning sand citadel of pain i mean just like all kinds (laughs) of crazy old prophecy odyssey you know uh there's a lot of urza's legacy and saga stuff like no mercy you're you're building
2: you're building your supervillain lair is what it sounds like that's exactly that's exactly what it is it's
0: my mogus supervillain lair uh so I'll, i'll definitely have to to share that um but i mean that's really I since the last time we sat down and and talked I there was the over the weekend there was that tournament on arena where you could enter and play oh yeah money like if you the the open seven things or whatever on 20 the arena yeah. open that's it yeah uh, I did not play in that but I know what happened <laughs> over the weekend yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I haven't had a chance really to play uh, we were gonna play commander together last week and then um, I had a bunch of crap come up with touring houses and all this stuff so uh but that's all done now thank god so uh this week we should get down to play because i want to see those mutate decks and i still have to test Talrin. uh and i want to play danitha again too in an actual multiplayer game not just one-on-one but uh i guess that brings me to one of the first things that i wanted to, to mention uh is this weekend is command fest online so Wizards and Channel Fireball canceled all events for the remainder of 2020 because of the uncertainty with, you know, traveling whether it's domestically, international, whatever. Uh, large groups of people like go to Magic Fest and Command Fest, so they're hosting this weekend uh, Command Fest online via spell table. So, they the 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 whole advertising page i'm going to link to in the show notes we're going to get this episode yeah, out
2: i was glancing at it a little bit is Spelltable a proprietary app that uh they came up with or is that something that somebody like developed and then they're just taking advantage of it
0: I think they're just taking advantage of it. It's a it's a freeware. I, I think there might be like some premium version, but from what I can tell, it's a freeware version of like just using Discord on steroids because there's a, a a card scanner where it'll read your cards and you can like mouse over cards on the battlefield and it will tell you what that you know it'll bring a zoomed up copy of that card so that you know what it is. So you're not always asking like, hey, what does this do again? Or hey, what's that card? You can actually like scroll over it and use it. Uh, so it's a it's a pretty in depth scanning tool and, and, and uh, system for playing commander, uh, online with your, with your video camera. And, uh, it, it has built in chat as well. So, or the voice and and text chat. Uh, so you don't have to do like discord, you know, um, or anything like that. It's its own standalone Um, thing
2: to, to interject just a little bit, because, uh, it's been sticking in my mind since, Teach and I were talking and he came up with it and he's not here. So he can't take credit, but I will give him the credit. Um we were discussing EDH online and a simpler way of explaining to people what you're doing and after two two attempts Teach came up with VDH for Video Dragon Highlander and I think VDH I like that. yeah, VDH is a much better shorthand And honestly, I think normalizing it with what's going on in the world and just having an abbreviation where we go, hey, do you guys want to play VDH later? Then everyone knows, oh, we're doing a video chat game. Yes, I'm in. Versus, hey, do you guys want to play EDH over Discord? In all that time I wasted, we could be playing VDH. I like that.
0: (laughs) That's brilliant. So this weekend, what they're doing is it's a huge... So essentially, like Command Fest, right, it's part of the weekend of a Magic Fest where they're in the Command Zone, you know, and all the all the big Commander personalities come out and everybody's playing Commander all day. So uh, Command Fest is an online charity event that is being run with, uh, along with Channel Fireball events on June 6th, so that's this Saturday. Uh, it'll give you a chance to play Commander from the comfort of your home with players from around the world all in aid of the Red Cross. The event is free to play with a suggested donation, and you can find more information on it here. So I'm going to link this page I'm reading from for the Command Fest Online into the show notes so you guys can can see okay. it there. Like I said, we're going to uh, turn this episode around uh, really fast so it's out earlier than, than normal so that nobody misses out on this. Uh, Command Fest Online runs all day on June 6th with casual games, Silly rules, whatever those end up being. Donation drives and a stream over on Twitch. Uh, That stream is hyperlinked here too, so you can get there. Uh, Special guests: Jimmy Wong and Josh Lee Kwai from the Command Zone podcast and the Game Nights uh, video series on YouTube. Gavin Vary from Wizards of the Coast. Olivia Gobert-Hicks, Loading Ready Run, who if you guys don't watch anything that they do, you are missing out because they're hilarious. And their uh, Canadian Highlander games are just a blast to watch uh pleasant kenobi's there eric levine riley knight and more uh and then they've got obviously all their promotional stuff on here too and it says uh, games are going to be played in partnership with spelltable.com and they're excited for everyone to come together for a good cause and to celebrate the awesome format that is commander be sure to follow channel fireball for more updates as the event draws closer Uh, and if you guys haven't already heard uh channel fireball is launching their command fest in a box which is essentially the things you would get for reserving a spot at a command fest they're going to send to you you know an essentially like a loot crate kind of thing so command fest in a box is a hundred bucks but for that hundred dollars, you get one foil soul ring promo, two non-foil soul ring promos. As if everybody doesn't have soul ring coming out of their ass already. Here's three more <laughs> copies of it. Uh, a foil hey, path that's to three exile more promo. Decks I could be building. Oh hell yeah! Exactly. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining. And this alternate art is really cool on these soul rings. Uh, as is the full art path to exile. It it looks really cool. Uh, so you get one foil path to exile promo and four non-foil path to exiles. So uh, path to exiles. Pretty expensive, still, I think. So, this is a great way to get a, a one white mana removal spell. Uh, your choice uh, out of tw- um, you get one playmat, and you can choose from over 20 playmats um, to pick that one. Uh, one premium deck box, one pack of 100 sleeves, a previous grand prix promo, five foil basic land promos, and an artist item. Now, they don't specify what that is, it could be like a signed small print of something by an artist or, or whatever. So, all that stuff for 100 bucks i've thought about it haven't pulled a trigger on one yet uh but i might just have to because there's some cool stuff in here i was gonna say uh, they
3: they
2: have like multiplayer options if you wanna yep. if you want to split one i have not gone completely bankrupt yet so
0: yeah and that's the other thing so if you go to their website you can see the different tiers uh because like you said you can get bigger boxes right for for more money so i'll i'll link to this but it's going to be a ton of fun i am hoping that when my daughter naps in the morning on saturday i could jump online and, and get a game in. i think it'd be fun to kind of try it out and and see and if even if i can't play at least watch it a little bit because i love commander oh
1: see. sure Jesus. you'll jump online and play with strangers but when your hey. friend tige wants to play <laughs> hey tige is back Hey, teaches that
0: and now everybody gets everybody who didn't get that joke at the beginning of the episode it's come full circle now uh, <laughs> i did talk about how i had to i had to bail uh last week but yeah so we just wrapped up what command fest is teach so for you're going to have to listen you're going to have to listen to the podcast to find out nerd yeah. i also told him how, how, like how, how
1: i can i admitted myself what 9 10 11, 12 4 minutes ago i was listening to you guys
2: Oh, oh, never mind. I he also knows. told yeah. hever- everyone how I came up with VDH as an abbreviation.
1: Yeah, that was cool. I like that. That was clever. Okay. <laughs> Tj it was you that came up with that? Does the audience know that? Because I was, I was being nice yes. to Chanel.
0: Oh no, no, he totally <laughs> gave you all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: okay. All right. Yes, it was me.
0: Holy crap! Maybe, <laughs> maybe Tj and I are friends. That was actually pretty kind of him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard Teach say. I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of nice things that uh, are, are nice things, we're, I don't know that any of us are going to have a lot of nice things to say about the other point or the next point I wanted to bring up. So our whole last episode essentially was dedicated to double masters and whether it's a good idea, a bad idea, is it too expensive, is it is it not, whatever. Uh, since then, we've actually had the VIP pack information release. Uh, so you can get a four-count of VIP edition packs uh, for the low, low price of $479.96, but if you buy now, you can get them for $369.97.
1: What a steal.
0: So so for <laughs> $400 fucking dollars, you can get four packs of Magic cards, uh, but the best part is the webpage reveals what each pack of the VIP edition of Double Masters includes, which is 21 premium cards. And those 21 cards include 10 full art basic lands, two full art premium lands, and two tokens. So 14 out of your 21 cards are a combination of of, of lands and tokens.
1: I don't know if I I don't know if I actually filled you guys in on this when we were talking about it uh, offline, but those foil uh, uh, those foil lands are also basic lands. So they're not even cool, Lance.
3: Yeah, yeah. I
2: remember you being very upset about that. I <laughs> um, so I I am I am not on board with the VIP collector double masters. The three hundred dollar price tag for regular uh, double masters. I have come around on, and I will tell you why. It is because I know how much roughly your LGS will be paying for a box of double masters to sell to you and if they sell it to you for that $300 they are actually making a moderate profit margin on a box of sealed magic which your game store probably never, never ever <laughs> ever does i know of one store in the state that sells boxes for what msrp what msrp should be or at least what msrp was And I have no idea how he manages to sell boxes at that price. I sell at a hundred dollars and I still have guys going, I don't know, man. Can you, can you come down at all? I can get them cheaper online. Like, yes, I am absolutely willing to make maybe ten dollars a box to make you happy. Making ten dollars, if that, after factoring in everything else on a, you know, nearly $90 investment,
0: it's not really worth it for a business at all. No. Yeah. my So I know of one game store in the state that sells at MSRP or what MSRP would be. And this game store has multiple locations. Does the one you know have multiple locations as well? Uh, is the one you're thinking of in Green Bay? Oh, no. Then we are no. thinking of different game stores. Oh, look at that. Uh, no, the it's actually uh, Board Game Barrister is oh, a okay. group of of gaming stores around here. And yeah, I remember when I went, uh, actually when Dominaria came back out and I wanted to, this was like when I was going to, when I ramped really hard back into Magic and I went there uh because I I saw it on Amazon for I don't know what they were selling on Amazon. I was like, "Well, I'm not going to buy it from Amazon. I'm going to buy from a a game store around me." So I went there and they you know, I went with the thought that it was going to be somewhere between like 105 to 125 maybe. And I think it was 140 or 145. Uh, yeah, 1 a 140 box 144 is what should have been. Yeah, so it would have been 144 plus tax uh is what I paid for that booster box. Um at the time, so yeah, but like you said, most places you can go and it's it's hundred bucks, hundred and five bucks. You know, some places I've seen like ninety nine, ninety nine, whatever. Uh, but yeah, like you said, your 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 game store is not making any sort of a profit on that.
2: Yeah. And just to clarify, I usually do pre order price is ninety five plus tax, so it's an even hundred. Once the set is out, I bump it up a whopping five dollars to punish you for not pre ordering
1: because My I'm a monster.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> Thank you, teach.
1: I've the um the price the $300 price point didn't bother me either. Um but that's just because of 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 you know what we're getting, two rares, two foils, which means the foils could be rare. So you could get anywhere between 2 and 4 rares. And some of the cards that they showed us are are good. Like this is this is, this, this is uh, Wizards uh, uh, not so subtly acknowledging the second market that they say they never do. Um, but the fact that I have faith that there's going to be a lot of cool stuff in the set. Um, I have faith this is actually going to be uh, uh, a lot of fun uh, and maybe $300 for a box. I mean, that's steep, but it's understandable when you consider other Masters being 250 and you're only guaranteed one rare uh with the potential of getting uh, one rare and one foil so potentially getting two rares so that extra hike up in price didn't bother me in theory but i mean just the way this just the way that they're they're upping prices on everything like every year uh it's not a good sign for things and this these vip packs uh uh these make me mad uh, $100 for for one pack um like i said before <laughs> Double Masters isn't going to be all gold. Double Masters is going to be a lot of really good stuff and a lot of really shitty stuff. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna
0: get that fucking tree of perdition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And and <clears throat> Murphy's Law, right? I'm gonna be the guy that buy that decides to break down, buy one of these hundred dollar boosters, and I open shit. I'm gonna open I'm gonna open two of the same rare and two of the same foil rare which are the same two rares in the pack. So I'm going to get the one pack with the four same rares in it, and that entire pack is only going to be worth
3: $2.
1: (laughs) Now, I like to play poker, but I'm not that much of a gambling man. We're going to put $100 on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I hear you. Uh, I like lands just as much as the next guy, but I I don't like basic lands that much. Okay,
2: here is how, like, compulsive... I am I don't I don't think there's anything in double masters that I need at all. I will no. still probably end up getting two boxes because every single master set that has come out, I have gotten one at least one box to keep sealed on a shelf that I tell myself is going to be like, uh, if I ever need to, you know, sell crap and make money back and blah, blah, blah. I'll have like, it is, it is a very poorly planned out retirement idea or a break glass in case of emergency situation. So I will get one box to sit on and I will get one box to open up because I love ripping plastic off of cardboard. It is, it is <laughs> Christmas in my hands at every opportunity, yep. every day that I can. Yep. I try to open a booster pack or a board game or something taking plastic off of cardboard just releases the good chemicals in the brain and I need it. I will try my best to get one VIP collector pack just so I can take that plastic off of that cardboard for the, for the good brain chemicals. But Oh my God, is it going to (laughs) suck? Because I also pull absolute crap when it comes to getting things for me.
0: Well, see, and that's the thing is, if I if I'm gonna jump on this set, uh, which I still haven't decided because I'm still like, but what about Commander Legends? <laughs> um, but, but if if I if I jump on this set, anything that I purchase, I have to have Schnell purchase first, and then I get from him because I bought my first box of Masters twenty five, oh and I gosh. opened it at at his house and i pulled a foil <laughs> jace the mind sculptor and before that i had opened the box of iconic masters that i bought from him and i pulled a foil mana drain <laughs> yeah. and then when we, when we were at our when we were at our our annual like like uh high school friend retreat that we do for a weekend every you year can just tell people uh, it's i had sausage gotten fest? we were at sausage yeah fest. sausage fest yeah. yes we do we have cool. sausage fest with our friends it's a yearly uh, northwoods yearly sausage fest yeah. yes uh, and and so I got some Ikoria collector's packs from them too. I forget how many I got. Maybe I think I got four. Got I I $100 worth of collector's packs, so I got four of them. And I, I opened a, a, a foil borderless Oko yeah. as well. So anything that I buy from like a, a, a master set or any sort of collector's edition cannot come straight from the distributor or like whatever <laughs> store to me. It's got to go through Schnell specifically first. Yeah, somehow when I am being blessed, me. Product for Nelson.
2: <laughs> and might I add, you sold foil borderless Oko pre ban, correct?
0: Uh, I tried, nobody wanted it, so oh, I still have it.
2: Okay. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. I, um, I did trade in foil borderless or I traded in foil manager into you towards something else. Yeah. And then after I got rid of it, the price went up like fucking sixty more dollars. <laughs> so. Hey.
2: I uh, I tend to lose money on a lot of trades, so oh, I'm yeah. okay every I mean, once in happens. a while. I still um, I still have a foil academy rector, which is now sitting yeah, sitting in my attic display case. <laughs> And that thing I've had for, like, two years uh, at this point because a customer was like, hey, can I trade this for, like, a regular one and some board games and some cash and this, that, and the other thing? And I'm like, "Uh, I'm never going to be able to sell this for what it's actually worth or get rid of it at all. And he's like, ah, come on, man, please. And I'm like, ah, because I'm such a, like... I'm a pushover, really. So, I'm still like almost weekly, I look at that Foyle Academy rector and go, "You are such a waste. You are the <laughs> you are the albatross around my neck. You are the reminder <laughs> of my crimes against nature and finance and capitalism." But uh, ah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to throw it in the
0: sea though.
1: No, no, no. Hang on to it. <laughs> you mean the ocean. Yeah, huh. Yeah. True.
0: It's funny though that you bring up whether or not I sold Oko like pre or post band because that's another thing on our list to talk about is today's banned and restricted announcement. So oh,
2: weird. Weird we're transition obviously I brought up. Recording
0: there. this on June first. Do you like that? You like how we did that? Uh, Teach, you you really wanted to be in on this discussion. Uh, so I guess if we're just going down the page here, I'm curious to get to your thoughts, but to just give a really quick recap. So the new companion rule was changed, or there is a new companion rule, I should say. Uh, It states once per game, anytime you could cast a sorcery during your main phase when the stack is empty, you can pay three generic mana to put your companion from your sideboard into your hand. This is a special action, not an activated ability. In standard, they banned agent of treachery and fires of invention. Uh, in historic agent of treachery and fires of invention are suspended so essentially that means they uh they are going to continue to watch historic grow and monitor the evolution of the metagame and then they will reevaluate in the future whether it's appropriate to unsuspend the cards or give them official bans uh so that's that's what they announced as far as uh tabletop stuff today um so I'm I'm curious to know what what you guys think about that. I can't say I'm surprised. Uh, the cards I want I I don't like Agent of Treachery, but I thought it was gonna stick around until its rotation. And I thought something like Winota uh, might have been banned first, since I think that card should be specifically for Commander. Um, <laughs> It's just so powerful, but uh, I'm not surprised to see Fires of Invention get banned. I'm sad that it's banned because I think it polices itself in that it caps you at two spells and you can't play spells in your opponent's turn, but, uh, and I use it when I play standard and I use red, Uh, like in my Grixis control deck, I like Fires of Invention in there, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised to see Agent go only because it's so close to rotation, Um, but given what it's been doing in standard, I guess I'm not that surprised that it got the hammer rather than the companions that have been abusing it because a, they changed the companion rule and B um, I mean the way that bannings have just been absolutely bonkers since 2019 in magic. Um, Because if you played prior to what uh, Eldrazi winter, I mean, how many bannings were there (laughs) from like 2004 till Eldrazi winter? Not many. Yeah. Um, and now it's just like it's it's been absolutely bonkers. The power level is so high, and all these cards are just once they're released into the standard environment, um, they're just going insane. So uh, that's kind of my piece. I'm curious what you guys think. So, uh, Tej, what what did you want to say about this? Ask Chanel. Okay, hey <laughs> Chanel, uh, what do you what do you Chanel? What do you think about this? Uh, I'm curious about what Tej thinks, but we'll get to him later. Yeah, Tej has his own opinions. Um, honestly. I' I'm,
2: I'm a little like I will openly admit when Agent of Treasury was spoiled, I went, ah, that thing's really expensive and I kind of overlooked it. And then just seeing it show up and dominate and just continue to wreck everything and then get banned, uh, it, it's one of those things that'll force me to look at cards a little bit differently in the future because I never think uh, I, I never uh, look at the end game of control. And especially right now, if you look at the like most cards or most played cards in standard, uh, it's blue and white and controly things. And I'm always like, oh yeah, like uh, mystical dispute or whatever the the counterspell that's you know if it counters a blue thing is a one drop. Um, stuff like that. It's yeah, that's going to go in blue white control that will add to the annoying pile of cards that is blue white control. But because I actively try not to play blue white control, I always overlook that's like the end game stuff of it. So I missed early on agent of treachery and I completely get it now and I'm glad it's gone. Um, I haven't been playing a lot of Standard lately since the quarantine, but I, I'm i still in touch with, you know, the local community and my player base, and they either play or bitch about Agent of Treachery. So, it's, it's good to see it go, and yeah, if you have it and it plummets, it wasn't that expensive to begin with, but it always sucks to not be able to play with your cards, because Magic is a fun game, and you want to play with all your cards. So... That's that's my view on it. It was one of those that card in general uh, forced me to reevaluate myself as a person, and
0: now it's gone, so I don't have to. <laughs> I guess one of the things that uh, I so I, I I knew like much like you were saying, you know, okay, it's it's got seven, you know, it's a CMC of seven. <sighs> Uh so it's gonna take a while to get out until all these creatures and ways to cheat cards out uh enter the meta, right? Like, when oh, yeah. it first and came out, all the friggin'. You couldn't really flicker. cheat it out that fast. All the but flicker now, effects right. in standard. God damn. Yep. yep. It's it's bonkers. Once if you can successfully cast this or cheat it out, it's absolutely insane. Uh and actually I was playing a game last week and I forget if it I think it was Winota like cheated this thing out because she can take a human and 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 cheated out you know rather quickly so agent got got cheated out and i was already kind of hurting for mana and i i don't remember what deck i was playing but i know it was at least two or three colors and i had one like um I don't know shock what one dual land a shock land or like a a, a, you know gain one life for you know one of the cheap tap lands whatever it was but I needed it for my fixing and on like turn four the guy cheats out an agent with Winota and (laughs) then steals the one land I needed and I'm effectively locked out of the entire game because it's not just like you know he doesn't gain control of target creature until end of turn or something like that it's gain control of target permanent
2: yeah and 99% of the time there's like lands lands are usually I'll say quote unquote sacred in magic in that there's so many things that will say non land permanent but when it when a card just says permanent people will immediately start hitting lands just because that that is the one unseen way of messing with somebody like it doesn't matter what yeah. spells you have in your hand if you can't cast them you might as well have blank cards staring in you staring you in the face
0: yeah it's it, not having land is as bad as not having magic cards like you just you just can't play you know yeah. uh and they and they sucks. took your uh, ball Tiege, and made you go home yeah exactly exactly teach it sounded like you chimed back in are you here i think so can you hear me hey you're, hey. Here. Oh, you're here. Right, so now that you're back what what have you been wanting to say on this uh what do you think about the the band and restricted announcement of today
1: uh, oh well, let's see. Uh, I have nothing to say about the bannings. Um, instead, I'm going to turn the tide here. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the reins here, if you will. Ah-hem.
2: Okay.
1: Hive mind. Welcome oh, to Tee-ges Be bitchin'.
0: <laughs> here we go. Yes, be bitchin'. This is the segment of our
1: show where I, <laughs> where I choose something that I'm going to bitch about in Magic: The Gathering, and today, friends. We are going to talk about, hold on, I lost it, Lutri Commandion. the Spell chaser. I didn't get to bitch about Lutri the Spellchaser when it was uh, pre-banned for Commander, because that was right around that time when we took a few weeks off, and when we came back, the bannings had been done, and the discussions had been done, and, 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 and life had moved on, and it just wasn't relevant anymore. However, <laughs> today, they announced the change to com- or, uh, Companion, uh, where instead of just paying the cost of the card and playing it right right away, you have to pay three to move it to your hand and then pay the cost in order to play it, really slowing it down, uh, really nerfing it for, you know, your standard, your modern. I think Legacy was seeing one of the companions really take off, too. Um, oh, yes. So really, really slowing the companions down. And, and wouldn't you know it, The internet, a lot of people on the internet, decided the very first question they were going to ask is, does this mean Lutri is unbanned? And I'm here to tell you, everyone, if you're hoping for an unbanning of Lutri, it's not going to happen. I'm not bitching about the card itself, I am bitching about you, people who want (laughs) Lutri unbanned. Because there are a lot of people out there (laughs) who still don't seem to understand what the problem with Lutri is so i'm going to read this card for you uh lutri the spell chaser is a three two legendary elemental otter for one a blue and a red and a blue and a red it has flash and when it enters the battlefield if you cast it copy target instant or sorcery spell you control you may choose new target for the copy none of the things i've said so far deserve it to be banned in commander that's not the point the point is it's companion ability you see companion is a deck building restriction you have to build your deck a certain way in order to take advantage of having a companion and the companion deck building restriction for Lutri is each non-land card in your starting deck has to have a different name we are playing commander every deck we have aside from your special petitioner decks or relentless rat decks already has a starting deck with each card having a different name besides your land cards, that means that your other companions they have to build around. Maybe everything in your deck needs to be an even color, uh, even converted mana cost, or an odd converted mana cost. Cost three or greater, cost two or less, or whatever the other ones are. Um, you actually have to work to build your deck around this card in order to take advantage of what is essentially a 101st card in your 100 card deck. This is a card that doesn't get shuffled in, you have access to it as you need it. It does not take up a spell slot, you just go from having 100 cards to 101 cards. The problem with Lutri is you don't have to build anything, you just have to be playing blue or red. And that's what the problem is. The problem is that you just get a free free copy target spell. It's not that you get a free 3-2 creature with Flash, because none of those things are inherently that strong. It's the fact that if you are playing blue and red, you have access to a card for free that you didn't have to work for like you do in all of the other uh, uh, color combinations. And that's why it was banned, because it's not balanced. It's not fair to anyone who's not playing both blue and red. And uh, to, to think about this further, let's say that it didn't cost three extra mana to play your companion. Let's say it cost 100 extra mana to play your companion. This... Uh, uh, I just, uh, just a quick time out here. I noticed the recording time. Uh, what's your, what's your recording time on your end, guys?
2: 101.
1: 101? Yeah, okay. 101. Okay, because yep. I, I left the thing and I came back in and mine's only at six minutes and I just realized, uh-oh, I hope I didn't fuck it up like I did that one time.
2: We'll find uh, out. No, I think you're fine. I think we're fine.
1: Okay. Anyway, let's pretend that, uh, it didn't cost only three extra mana to play your com- or your companion. Let's say it costs a hundred. Now that means that if you want to use uh, 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 the blue and black one, which I think everything needs to be in an even converted mana cost, if I'm remembering correctly, I should have looked up other companions.
2: Is that the red black
1: one? Well, that? I don't know. Let's do let's do this so I don't sound completely stupid. Uh, companion. <laughs> there we go. Uh, now, now you don't know oh, sound completely stupid. Gairuda only cards ah, yeah. with, uh, with even converted mana cost, yes. I was correct. So, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, because Obash is odd converted mana That's cost. what I was thinking.
1: Okay. So, if you had to pay 106 mana to play Gyruda Doom of Depths, uh, where when it enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard, and you get a creature card with an even converted mana cost from among those cards out of the battlefield under your control... Is that worth 106 mana, and your entire deck only has even converted mana costs in it?
2: Is that no. a rhetorical no. question?
1: No, it's not. It is not rhetorical. Dope. It is okay. not no. worth it. <laughs> no. 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 It is not
2: worth it for 106 mana for that effect.
1: It is not. Now, on the other hand, Lutri also isn't worth 103 mana for its effect, however... The simple fact that you don't have to build your deck around it still means that any blue and red deck still gets a 101st card. It's super easy to make infinite mana in blue. So if you just have 100 mana sitting around, I'm sorry, 103 mana sitting around, you still get a free 3-2 creature. uh uh, that you can use to copy something and again the copying isn't the bad part the bad part is you didn't have to do anything you just get a free card for having it off to the side for playing blue and red and 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 that's why i don't think then i could be wrong i could be wrong maybe this this new tax on on companions will make them relook at it and say maybe having Lutri is worth a shot but i severely don't think so simply because you still don't have to do anything to change your deck in order to play it and and I'm and and it's really it's really annoying slash you know kind of funny. Uh, that's right. I'm laughing at you people who still don't seem to understand why it was banned in the first place. And they keep spouting about how it's just a three-two creature that copies something, and there are a rainbow broken things you can do. Um, in in what do you mean, mana doesn't sit; it floats. What does that mean?
2: You said if you had 103 mana just sitting there, oh, it doesn't sit; it mana floats.
1: Uh hi's Mind, welcome to Teej's Be Bitchin' where I'm gonna bitch about Snow.
2: <laughs> hey Tiege is back. Good. I was really concerned because Teej was super nice to me earlier today by just letting me take credit oh. for something that I explained. And I was worried. It's like one of those things like how do you how do you confirm that somebody's been like kidnapped and replaced? You say something, you say something inane and like a little bit asinine, and then Tej just fucking jumps on you. That's how you confirm oh, yes. Tej is the real Tej.
1: Yep, you got it. And I fucking came <laughs> but up. But seriously, BB-8 Mana doesn't sit again. around;
2: it has a job and it floats.
1: That's true. It does. It does. Okay. Anyway, that's basically the end of my rant uh, against people who still don't think Lutri should be banned. The, 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 the basically. T-L-D-L Lutri is simply banned because it gives blue-red rec- de- blue, decks an advantage that other decks don't get it might not seem like that much of an advantage to you, but it's still an advantage nonetheless, the end
2: yeah, I still just think uh, companions shouldn't work in EDH because you don't have a sideboard, but that's that is literally only me, apparently yeah
0: <laughs> Well no that's I mean I agree with you, and we talked about the conversation I had uh, last week <laughs> about whether or not people believe in sideboards and edh yeah no I don't yeah
2: I don't think it should work i I agree somewhat with teach, but I disagree on principle that the other ones should not be legal either
1: i I can I can uh, I can support that as well
0: yeah oh, I damn it. I I agree with that too. Okay. Um, I guess the the only thing that I would add to this discussion on companion, and this is because uh, I was confused by it at first because I didn't know if I missed an announcement or was misreading oh, yeah. the the rule or what. Uh, <laughs> but just to clarify for anybody who might be in the same boat I was this morning, when I was like, "Wait, what the fuck are you guys talking about?" It's not it an alternate how,
2: thing. It's the new rule by itself.
0: Because I, So I read this, and I thought, well, what the fuck would you do that for when you can just cast it from the companion zone anyway, <laughs> yeah. not realizing that in order to use it, you now have to have it in your hand. So uh, the rule didn't state that very clearly, and I was like, did I miss something? Am I just completely stupid and not understanding this? So it's, it's not a choice. That's how you play Commander – or Jesus Christ. That's how you play <laughs> Companions now. To um, be fair, you're not the only one just, who um, – I don't want to say embarrassed – Embarrass
2: themselves, but there were several people complaining that uh, Wizards used, what was it, Phyrexian Revoker as a, like, hey, this isn't, this is a special action, it's not an activated ability, so cards like Phyrexian uh, Revoker can't can't stop it, or you can't counter it or anything. And there are several people that are like, do they even know what that card does? That doesn't stop you from casting spells. It's like, no, but the interpretation that the three extra mana to pay it is an activation cost of a card from outside the game that you pay, like, they, they also just sort of missed that. Because there are those of us who sometimes really look into the rules and... Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's not an activated ability. It is a special action that you can take during the game. So you can't stifle it. You can't forexine revoker it. Uh, Wizards did a, did a good job of explaining that, but they just, like, it went over their heads. Much like yours. But you didn't yeah. publicly state...
3: <clears throat>
0: That's why I'm friends that's why I'm friends with a judge and a game store owner because between <laughs> the two of them I usually get a very swift answer that is correct uh, to my questions. So I'm just here to listen to you guys talk and give your expertise uh, and I just like to play magic. So you guys are the real the real uh, experts here so I appreciate you clearing that up for me. And uh, subsequently, anybody else who might have been confused by it, or maybe I'm the only asshole who just didn't get it, and that, I mean that's fine too. Yeah, I'll sit in my tower alone. And again, I've
2: I've said oh. this once or twice in the past. I'm just going to re- repeat it right now. If somebody asks a legitimate or even an illegitimate magic question, if you think that they need the information, don't be a dick. Just answer the question so that they can also play a game with you. Agreed.
1: I feel like this is pointed at me somehow.
2: It no, not at all. Wasn't, oh, okay. but now that I think about it,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I no, disagree. I just
2: I I see so many people on cuz I'm I'm a I'm a member of like 15 different magic related Facebook pages and somebody will go, "Hey, how does how does this interaction work or how does this card specifically work?" and so many people just like, "Well, read the fucking card, idiot, blah 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 blah." Like, no, he's he's obviously read the card. He might be misreading the card or not understanding something that he read about the card, so just answer the question so that he can go have fun, and then you can go back to having fun, and then everyone can have fun, and not you have to make somebody feel bad because they missed the word non-land or whatever on a card when they read it.
0: Or just somebody not, you know, simply is doesn't understand how the stack works, and they're still trying to figure it out because it's a fucking daunting aspect of magic that isn't common in other games. So I see a lot of questions like, "Hey, I cast this card, and then somebody tried to do this. Like, can they do that?" And it's like, "Yes." In response, you can, you know, you can do this, this, and this in response. So that was a legal, you know, a legal yeah. move. Or other people saying that, "Well, no, you can't." You know, there's been a lot of times too where. Somebody said, you know, uh, my opponent did this. I tried to do this. They told me I can't do it because of this other thing. When really, the person that they were playing with was clearly just cheating, and <laughs> or, or I should say, either a clearly cheating or b also doesn't understand the rules. Yeah. So you know, use those moments as teaching moments. My, because my favorite, magic's fun and yeah. Just-
2: my my favorite interaction like that where somebody like either misunderstood the rules or was clearly cheating comes from, I don't know, fourth grade, I think, maybe third grade, when Trevor Cotto, wherever you are, you son of a bitch, uh, we were playing Magic, being, you know, nine, and uh, he cast a spell that says choose choose a creature type, destroy all creatures of the chosen type. And uh, he insisted against my mono black deck that the color of a creature was its type. It was part of the type. And because it said destroy those creatures... I uh, actually it might have said bury those creatures at that point. I'm trying to remember the exact card. Uh, he
0: also got to go through my deck and get rid of all the black creatures in my deck. And... Uh, I went to high school with Trevor Cotto, and uh, <laughs> if we ever have a reunion, I'll make sure I bring this up with him yeah. and figure tell out. Yeah, tell him
2: I uh, have not forgiven sports. him, because I let him go through my deck <laughs> and get rid of all the black creatures.
0: I will, I will do that. <laughs> uh, I never... I remember when I was a kid, and this is like the one time I remember being really shitty to one of my friends. Uh, we were playing, and he, we had just got we each got packs of Ice Age, and he had opened an icy manipulator. And I remember hearing all the big kids talk about how good that card was. <laughs> so I was like, I want that icy manipulator. I was like, I'll trade you this icy manipulator for this tarpan, which tarpan, if I recall, <laughs> is a one-one green horse for yeah. like. One and a green or one green. And I believe when it there's the battlefield or when it dies. I can't remember what the specificity is, but you gain one life. <laughs> and I remember I remember just trying my fucking hardest to be a little salesman and being like, yeah, this icy manipulator, all you can do is tap cards down. This tarpan gains you life, man. You get one <laughs> life. And it worked. And I traded a tarpan for an icy manipulator. <laughs> and that was how I turned one paperclip into a house <laughs> uh, i mean yeah. looking at, it, um, looking at it historically
2: they're they're both like 20 cent cards mid-range so it was pretty easy yeah now
0: me. they are but back in back when ice age released <laughs> icy manipulator was great back in back in old magic before yeah. we had all this newfangled shit
1: <laughs> since we're uh since we're telling stories i just i just remember this one um back in my college days we would often have uh like like orgies. Uh, eight no <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> we'd have like eight to ten uh free-for-all magic nights with everyone running like 60 card decks um so we would just all sit in a giant circle and, and and it would be take forever it would be awful but a friend of mine, a friend of mine who I had gotten into Magic, and he sat down with a bunch of us. He was really super excited about this this deck he he built. Um, and I was, uh, since, you know, we were sitting next to each other, we were kind of picking on each other because, you know, you don't want to pick on someone six seats away from you because you have to stand up and walk over and see what they're doing. And Joe doesn't play very well. But uh, I don't remember what I did, but it pissed him off. So on his turn, <laughs> he throws down. he throws down steel golem which says you can't play creature spells and he throws it down and he looks in the eye and he goes boom you can't play creature spells <laughs> and i look at it and i look at him and i go no you can't you. play creature spells. <laughs>
0: that's awesome
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: that is that is good <laughs> but I but I read the words and when I read the words it was you. <laughs> I looked at you when I said you. Right? <laughs> oh man, that's great. Yeah. That's that's funny. Uh we are we are way up on time. So <laughs> yeah. again we'll postpone. Um, it's only
1: been nineteen minutes.
0: <laughs> in Tej's fucking Twilight Zone, he's living in. It's only been 19 minutes. For the rest of us, it's been an hour and 15. Uh, so we'll postpone the um, playing Magic long distance uh, during the pandemic because guess what? By the time we sit down in a week to record again, we're all still going to be playing online. So, oh, will, I know,
1: uh, I know, I know, not you, asshole.
0: Hey, I'm going to. I promise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, we, gotta get some we will. VDH in
0: yes yeah. we do because yeah. then we can talk about uh, the mutate decks and we can talk about Tower End if it works um, and all the cool stuff but yeah so we'll wrap it up there is there anything you guys want to mention about any of the stuff we talked about or like the banning and restricting stuff again um, you know in closing
2: uh, I think in closing we should just do the entire episode over again uh any other
1: ideas (laughs) welcome to beard gamer
2: good idea yeah Yeah,
0: can we do beard can we do beard gamers again sometime yes we have to do beard gamers again sometime i think we need to do beard gamers like a beard gamers uh slash homebrew magic drafting episode
2: how about how about we turn beard gamers into a video series and this becomes the only podcast we do there you go i like that yeah Deal. So stay All tuned.
0: Right. Yeah, stay tuned for uh more stuff. But more uh things. Yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys for sitting and talking with me tonight and teach thank you for bringing back T.J.'s be bitching. it is everybody's <laughs> favorite segment <laughs> all the time uh and yeah. thank you everybody who listens to this show on a weekly basis thank you to uh all the new listeners too who come in and and check us out make sure that you guys rate review and subscribe uh you know please please leave us a review it really helps us in the rankings and helps people find us and uh don't forget to tell a friend and you can find us on itunes google play Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the good stuff, uh, all the places you consume podcasts. If you haven't already, make sure that you join our Facebook community. Just search at Homebrew Magic. You will find us. Uh, make sure you're following that because when we have episodes like last week where we're, you know, in the past, via our Instagram account, we've given out booster packs. Uh, we'll, you know, Chanel's do, Chanel did his thing with the token, uh, the, the, the keyword counters that he made for Icoria and anything that we decide to do in the future. Make sure you're following us there because that's probably going to be the best place to enter so check us out thank you again for listening we'll be back in a week and until then uh don't drink and scry
2: best place to enter